Good morning, church. How you doing? Hey, will you show the band just a little bit of appreciation? I think they did a great job leading us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your heart, for their service. Oh, man. Hey, I want to I wanna be like Jesus. And I'm assuming if you are sitting in this room or joining online, that you have a similar feeling. You want your life to be like the way Jesus lived his. And, and we've been in this series called Essential Business. And I thought this week, why don't I do something very practical? Why don't I take a verse, just lift it right out of scripture, go out into the community, share that message of hope and, and see if some lives are changed. And so we've been looking at helping everyone find and follow Jesus. And so I chose Mark 117. Uh, Mark 117 reads this. It's where Jesus offers his invitation, right? Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. So I I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go out and share this in the community. Where should I start with sharing Jesus? And I thought Walmart would probably be a good choice. And so I went to Walmart and I went to the baking aisle and there was this lady, you know, looking for baking supplies. And I just kind of walked up next to her and just follow him and he'll make you a baker of people. And, and she gave me the strangest look. I, I don't know why. I thought, here I am sharing the gospel. I'm sharing the Bible and I get this strange look. And so I thought, well, maybe... Maybe I'll go to Lowe's. I'll go to Lowe's. Those, those guys like to build stuff. And so I went to the lumber section and just kind of casually snuck up next to this guy. And I'll change my voice this time. Hey, follow him. He'll make you a, a builder of people. And, and again, the same response to God dropped the board and walked away. I, I don't get it. When Jesus shared that with people, here's the response he got. In verse 18, it says, immediately... They dropped their, met, their nets and followed him. Well, I, I did exactly what Jesus did. I, I shared this and I got awkward glances and weird looks. You know, in retrospect, looking back, it might have been my appearance. You know, I was, I was trying to follow all the rules. And so I looked a little bit like this picture you see on the screen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that scared them. I, you know, should I have left my hat on, taken the mask off, take the mask You know, it's a weird, weird world we live in. Um, I asked my daughter, I said, what would you do if a man like that uh, said this to you in the store? She's like, I would run and find my parents. All right, so maybe they responded the way they were supposed to. But I just thought, I, I thought, surely they'll just follow Jesus. All right, and, and to be fair with you, all that is made up. I didn't actually do any of that. Uh, because I think you would agree, that, that's weird. Right? I, I can't recommend that strategy to you. I mean, you can go try it and see what sort of result you get. Maybe this is prophetic, I don't know. Um, but I, I want to be like Jesus. And, and when Jesus shared, people just followed him. They just seemed to drop what they were doing and followed him. And, and while as awkward as that is, I think you would agree with me when you really stop and think that we are all being called to follow someone or something every day. Every day of our lives, we are being called to follow someone or something whether it's some, some part of our device or some app or some news story, we're all being followed, called to follow someone or something. I think about it in context of current times, right? Do you follow the CDC or the WHO? Uh, do you follow uh, CNN or Fox News? Uh, do you follow Donald Trump or Joe Biden? Uh, do you follow your favorite podcast, podcaster person, preacher, right? Do you, do you follow a famous athlete we are all being called to follow someone or something every single day of our lives. 
There's a reason why Facebook and Twitter use the word followers. They're trying to gain followers. And here's the truth for you. Who we follow is a big deal. Who we follow, who you follow, who I follow, it's a big deal. And every day we are being called to follow someone or some theme. And so I thought this morning we're looking at essential business. We're kind of wrapping up that series and we're going to look at the last part of that phrase. See, uh, at Oklahoma Christian Church, our phrase, your phrase that you want to just commit to memory and, and commit into your heart is to help everyone find and follow Jesus. Help everyone find and follow Jesus. But you know, it's really hard to help someone do something if you don't have a great understanding of it yourself. And so I wanted to take our time this morning and just really unpack what does it look like to follow Jesus. Uh, Some of you in this room, some of this might be things you've heard in the past, but it's never bad to hear again what it looks like to follow Jesus. And so we're gonna take the rest of this morning, we're gonna go back and look at that verse that Jesus, where he, he invites people to follow him, put that in context, and then see what we can learn from that. Okay, so here we go. Uh, the scripture will be on the screen. Here's our passage for the morning. This comes out of Mark chapter one, verse 16 through 20. Passing alongside the Sea of Galilee, he, Jesus, saw Simon and Andrew, the brother of Simon, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. That's an important phrase. They were fishermen. And Jesus said to them, follow me. And I will make you become fishers of men. And immediately they left their nets and followed him. Going a little farther, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who were in their boat mending the nets. And immediately he called them. They left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed Jesus. And so I wanna, I wanna kind of put this in context, paint the scene for you. These guys, uh, Simon and Andrew were fishermen. They, their livelihood depended on their ability to catch fish. I don't want you to see this as our context of, well, they must have been cruising down the lake on their new bass boat, you know, because they're enjoying their retirement and they're just casting out and hoping to get, that's not the context here. These guys, this, their livelihood depended on their ability to catch fish. You catch fish, you get paid. You don't catch fish, you don't get paid. And, and that's not an easy lifestyle. And Simon, even Simon was actually a married man. And so his ability to catch fish is how he provided for his wife. And on top of that, he actually had a sick mother-in-law that lived with them. So his ability to catch fish is how he provided for his wife and took care of his sick mother-in-law, who, a little foreshadowing, Jesus will heal later on. But here are these men, and this is the life that they live. And I bet they carried some burdens with them, don't you think? That, that sort of, of tough work. I bet they, they carried some burdens. I bet they carried some heartache and some baggage. I bet they carried some worries and some fears. I bet this was a, a, a profession that didn't lend itself to high income levels. I bet they worried, is, is this what the rest of my life is? Am I gonna live and then die, and what I did was catch some fish. You know, in, in this time in history, there was no phrase like climbing the ladder. You've heard this phrase, I'm gonna climb the, the corporate ladder. I'm gonna climb, I'm gonna rise above. 
my current circumstances. That's called social mobility, your ability to move up. That did not exist in this time period. That did not exist. Money transferred through, through bloodline. And so if you were rich, you got to stay rich because you inherited that. If you were poor, you were born poor, you died poor, and your children after you would be poor. Unless for some crazy situation, things change. But generally, wherever your status was in society is where you stayed for the duration of your life. All right, and, and likely with those troubles, likely with that in their mind is where we find them on the day of this story. Uh, you see, the night before, Scripture reports these guys had been fishing. They fished in the late evening and into the night. And it said that they had fished all night and came up with, anybody know? Nothing. They came up with nothing. They fished all night. And if you like to fish, you know how frustrating it is to spend hours fishing and to get nothing. Right? But these guys fished all night and pulled in nothing. Pulled in nothing. I bet they were worried that morning. I bet that morning afterward, they were frustrated and tired and worried. You know, and I find it interesting that that's the morning Jesus walks into their lives. I find it interesting that it's, in, it's at that time that Jesus walks into their lives. After a night of fruitless fishing, Jesus walks onto the scene and he sees them. He, he teaches a little bit. Actually, he stands in their boat. <laughs> Here's the stranger. He's coming up. Hey, can I borrow your boat? He stands in it, teaches a little bit, performs a miracle and then says, hey, come follow me. And they do. They drop their nets and they followed him. I mean, that's a powerful story. Jesus walks onto the scene in the middle of these guys, rough situation and says, hey, come follow me and I'll make you fishers of men. That's a powerful invitation. But, but I gotta be honest, when I think through that story, Jesus's call to them seems a little out of place, right? He shows up, they're struggling, and it's not like life is going exactly the way they want it to go. And he says, hey, come follow me. It's like, wouldn't you maybe have anticipated him to say, hey, I'm, a, I'm launching this, uh, it's this thing called a discipleship program, and just come with me, it'll take about three years, and in the process, we'll, we'll make you, you know, you'll, you'll become a disciple. Won't that be awesome? If you don't wanna do it, no pressure, just you can go back to fishing. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, hey, I've got some work for you. Maybe the fishing thing's not working out. Come with me, I'm a carpenter, we'll, we'll build some stuff. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say, hey, um, come with me. I've got a job for you. It's got a great benefits package. Eventually, you'll end up with a mansion and some jewels and some other things. It'll, it'll be a little bit later in life. He doesn't say any of that. He simply says, come follow me, and I will make you disciples of men. It's almost like he was implying they were already following something. Hey, hey, come follow me. What, what does he mean? Am I already following Something. What were these guys possibly following? What was he calling them out of? Maybe they were following traditions that had been set before them, just doing what they had always done. Maybe their dad was a fisherman and, and his dad was a fisherman, and this is just what they, this is what my family does. This is who I am. Uh, maybe they were following the religious leaders in their town, following all the rules and doing all the things that the church said they were supposed to do. Maybe that's what they were following. Maybe they were following the local political leaders. Maybe they were doing all the little things that all the leaders said they were supposed to do. Uh, maybe they were following their own notion 
of what it meant to lead a successful life. I'm not sure exactly what these men might have been following, but Jesus looked at them and and basically says, come follow me, because whatever it is you're following, it's not good. It's not complete. It won't take you where I want you to go. So let me ask you this question. Who are you following? Who are you following? Who are you following? We're all following someone or something. I mean, survey your life and you'll come to the conclusion that you're following something. Maybe ask yourself these questions, reflect on this. What do you talk about the most? What do you think about the majority of your time? Uh, What do you post about? If you were to go back and survey all your posts, what would we summarize as who you're following? Um, What do you spend your money on? Because where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Also, what do you you spend your money on? What keeps you up at night? And what makes you get up early in the morning? I think answering those questions can help reveal who we follow. And it's a big deal. Right? Jesus' call to these men was to abandon the lesser things they were doing and to follow him. And that same invitation applies to us today. That same invitation applies to us today. But, but you gotta know that Jesus wasn't just calling these guys into like kind of a cavalier sort of fellowship. It wasn't like, hey, yeah, come on, it'll be cool. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll hang out, we're buddies, I'll be your friend. It's not that sort of call. Right, he didn't call them to just show up to a church building uh, randomly on a Sunday morning or to just tune in online occasionally when you remember to and just kind of check it out. That's not the call to follow. Right, the call to follow is not just to help out here and there, uh, to join a few social justice movements and do a few things and make myself feel really good and call myself a Christian. That's not the call. Right, the call is not to, as country music might tell us, just to drop a few bucks in the offering plate on a Sunday morning after a really rough Saturday night and then go out and do the same thing again. That's not the call that Jesus gave to these men. He said, come follow me and I'll make you a fisher of men. I want you to, if you've got a place to write this down or to type it in your notepad or just commit it to memory, I wanna give you a statement here. Following Jesus means being on mission. With him. To follow Jesus is to be on mission with him. He's saying, Come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. There's something I'm calling you into, to do, to be a part of. Right, to follow Jesus is to be on mission with him day in and day out, to labor with him, to move with him, to be on a mission with him. And so he, he shows up this morning and, and these guys are fishing and, and he calls them and they drop their nets and here's the cool thing, he doesn't stop there. They're not just following him and hoping something happens. Actually, in that verse where he says, come follow me, he, he delivers a promise. Jesus speaks a promise to these men. Let's put Mark 117 back up and see if you can see it. It says, I will make you fishers of men. He didn't promise them money. He didn't promise them peace. He didn't promise them any earthly thing. He said, I will make you fishers of men. The promise is that he will make something. And that's really exciting because God is really good at making stuff. 
There's like a whole book in the Bible somewhere about it, somewhere near the beginning. Uh, you can find that on your own, where it's a recording of all the things God created that he spoke into existence. And here is Jesus speaking to these men saying, I will make you. He's promising them something. Come follow me and I will make you. Right, he promised to make them into something more than what society or tradition could offer. Uh, he promised to make them into something more than any religious teacher or rabbi of that day, preacher, could, could offer. Uh, he promised to make them more than just poor guys trying to catch some fish. Uh, he promised to make them into men living a life of purpose and passion. I mean, take Simon, for example. This is one of the last times he's ever referred to as just Simon. Uh, Jesus changes his name. Anybody know it? Peter. He changes his name to Peter. So from the rest of this point forward, he's referred to as Simon Peter or just Peter. God changes his name, gives him a new identity. And that happens throughout scripture. You can look up other people's names that, that God changed. Because when you come to him, he's making something new. I'm going to make you into something God is in the business of restoration. He promised them transformation. He promised a life of purpose. He basically asked, which is, which is more important? Which is better, to catch a fish or to catch a soul? He's calling them into a mission. I, I wonder when these guys experienced this call, what sort of excitement they felt down in their soul. I wonder if they ran back to their friends. I wonder if they ran to their buddies and were like, you know what, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. I wonder if they, if they had that sort of enthusiasm. Do you have that sort of enthusiasm in your soul when it comes to following Jesus? to be on mission with him. I wonder how excited these guys must have felt to know that somebody looked into their eyes, looked into their heart and saw them and said, I can make you into something. Anyone here today need a new identity? Maybe you need a new name. Maybe if you're online, just type, I need a new name, right? Satan might be a mastermind of identity theft. It doesn't matter to God. God creates new identities, He'll give you a new name. He'll give you a new purpose. That's what he does. That's what he promises. I will make you. Uh, maybe you're stuck in some sort of a harmful addiction or some sort of abusive relationship or you're wrestling with some sort of sin. Release that. And God will make you into something new. He called them. He's calling us to follow him and to be transformed. A life spent on mission, pursuing people who are lost. What better thing could we do in this life? I mean, that's, that's amazing to call these men into this mission. But here's the even better news. That same invitation applies to you and I today. He's saying to us, come follow me and I will make you fishers of men. You know you're following if you're fishing. You know you're following if you're fishing. I like the way that another translation records this verse. Uh, the NIV says it this way. It says, come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Come follow me and I will send you out to fish for people. Are you concerned for others? Are we concerned for others? Do we have compassion 
for people, even if they don't look like us or think like us or believe like us? Are you inviting people to church to hear the gospel? If you're online, are you sharing these links? Are you sharing these things out? Because if, if, if we care about others, we should. We know we're following if we're fishing. And, and I also have to ask, are you with other people on this mission? Are you united with some other people here that you're on mission with? A, a solo mission is a lonely mission. I might even argue with you that a solo mission is a deadly mission. Jesus called people in pairs. Hey, Simon and Andrew. Hey, James and John. And then he made a whole little group of people that he lived life with that he did mission together. He didn't need them. He wanted them to be a part of it. And so I hope that you are connected to some other people here. If you're not tonight, as uh, Colbert mentioned earlier, as Group Build, come and get connected. Be with some people that you can be on mission with and you can see their lives transform. It'll be amazing. Uh, Jesus is telling us to come follow him and he will make us fishers of men. It does not matter your pedigree. It does not matter your tradition or what society tells you to think about yourself. It doesn't matter how you feel about yourself on the inside. It doesn't matter how jacked up your family is or how many times you've messed up. It doesn't matter how educated you are or what your job status is. Jesus will make you into something new. Because again, to follow Jesus is to be on mission with him. It's not to say, yes, I have decided. It's I, I have decided and I'm moving. I'm not turning back. I'm moving with Jesus. So let me ask you this question. You ask this question to yourself, will I follow? Or maybe you, you today have, you, you've already, you know, we, we claim to, to follow. Are you really following? Are we really following? And I gotta warn you, as you're thinking about that question, there's some answers that Jesus just won't accept. When you think about that question, am I following or will I follow? There's a few answers Jesus won't accept. Uh, one example would be, ah, you know, I'm, I just don't know enough about the Bible. You know, I've, I'm not well educated. I don't like to speak in front of people. I'm afraid somebody might ask me a question and I don't know the answer. Those aren't good answers to the invitation to follow Jesus. Uh, I remember a guy in scripture who tried that one with God. He said, hey God, I know you want me to do something big and important, but I, I just don't speak well. His name was Moses. And what did God do? He sent him a friend named Aaron. And together they went on mission to set the Israelites free. Right? God will take the ordinary and do something extraordinary. He can't use the proud. The proud think they've already made themselves into something. He will use the humble. He will use the unschooled. In fact, the Bible records that the disciples were known as unschooled, ordinary men. It makes God's power even more evident when those people are seen to be on mission with him. I'll tell you another, another answer that Jesus won't accept when he says, come follow me. God, I'm, I'm just, I'm too much of a sinner. You know, I've done things that I'm not proud of. It disqualifies me. I don't have the credentials because of these, these sins in my life. There's things I don't want to share. I don't want to come up. I've buried those deep within, and I don't want them to resurface. I, I just can't be used. And I just got to tell you, that's a lie. Abraham was, a or Abraham was an adulterer. Moses was a murderer. Paul was a murderer. Matthew was a tax collector. 
You see, Jesus made them into something new. He forgave them of those sins and put them on a new path. So if you are in this room or you are joining us and you are one of those people who just feel like you can't be used because your sin disqualifies you, that's a lie. The, the answer to that is to repent, to confess our sins and be baptized. See, that's what happens in baptism. We're, 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 we're buried to the old us and we rise up, we're being made new in the image of Christ. We're being transformed. You know, another answer Jesus won't accept, and, and I'm mostly talking to us who have younger children. You know, uh, God, I, I, I will, but I've got these youngins. I've got to make sure I'm raising them right. I'm pouring into them. I'm investing in them. And, and don't you want me to raise my kids right, Jesus? And, and yes, of course, he wants us to raise our kids right. But you know, if we're not teaching them to follow Jesus, we're teaching them to follow someone else. And it might be us. And then we're teaching them idolatry. We become an idol in their life. Right, we need to teach our children to follow Jesus, to follow us as we follow Jesus, to see us following Jesus. Which is better, to win a soccer tournament or to win a soul for Christ? You gotta be, he's not gonna accept the, well, I'll wait till time. I'm moving on. Next person, come follow me. Because he's got a mission he's on. This mission can't wait. It's incredibly important. So he's not going to accept that sort of answer. I'll tell you one last thing he's not going to accept. Well, God, I've got sick parents, or I've got a big mortgage, or I've got a really important job with a lot of responsibilities. I just just cannot carve out the time that I'm going to need to follow you. Jesus deals with that very directly in Matthew 8, 18, and Luke 18, 18, and we, we don't have time to go into that. But he looks at some people square in the eye and says, I get it, but I'm going this direction. And, and if you're gonna follow me, you gotta move with me. We gotta go. We don't have time to worry about all that stuff. Yes, taking care of our kids and, and stewarding our incomes and working hard, those are all important. But Jesus demands to be first, to come follow him. All right, this is what Jesus meant in Luke 9, 23, when he said, whoever wants to be my disciple, must deny themselves and take up their cross daily. They must die to themselves and follow me daily. That's what he meant when he said that. The only answer Jesus will accept is yes. Yes, Jesus, yes, I will follow you and I wanna be made into something new. I wanna be made into someone who, is, who cares about others, who is going out and sharing good news with other people. And you know, it's interesting, I think in our context, we, we like to think of Jesus' invitation as more as a question, like, an, like, hey, come follow me. He didn't ask it, it's not a question, as if we have some great choice. Well, yeah, sure, okay, maybe. No, it's, hey, come follow me, and I'll make you. It's an invitation, it's an opportunity to do something great. And so we have to ask ourselves, are we going to seize that opportunity that, that he's laying right before us? But will you follow Jesus? Will I follow Jesus and help others do the same? You know, for, for some of us listening, we, you know, it's, hey, I, I follow Jesus. I, I'm a believer. I've been baptized. And, but, I, you know, I'm just going to ask you this question just for reflection. Are you truly on mission with Jesus? It's more than just being a name on a registry or being considered a member of a church somewhere. That, that's not following Jesus truly. Right? Are you truly on mission with Jesus? 
Right? Are you being made new? Are you seeing transformation in your life? Are you becoming someone uh, different every day as you care about others, as you look out and you love others? Are you fishing? Are you out there fishing and trying to, to bring people to Christ? And are you with others? Or are you trying this mission solo? And, and I, gotta, I gotta warn you, I don't know that that's gonna end the way that we want it to. Right? Are you truly following? Are you truly on mission with Jesus? Uh, but for some of us listening today, uh, you might need to make that first step toward following Jesus. Uh, for some of you in this room or maybe online, you gotta take that first step towards following Jesus. And that first step is to confess, to repent and to be baptized, right? To repent of your sins, to confess of your sins and to be baptized. That's the first step toward following Jesus. That's the first step in being made into something new. And so the band's getting set and we're gonna, we're gonna play another song. We're gonna repeat a song. And, and during this time, our elders are gonna go ahead and come forward and they're gonna be across the front here. And they're gonna be here just to receive you. If you've got a decision you wanna make, whether you just need a little bit of prayer or you need to make a decision to follow Jesus, our elders are gonna come forward uh, now and they're just gonna kind of get set across the front here. And they're just gonna be there to receive you and to pray with you and to offer some advice and say, Here, here's what it looks like to follow Jesus. Here's what it looks like. And they would love to talk with you about that and, and to help you learn what that looks like. And, and I'll encourage you not to delay, not to let any excuse stand in your way. If you're online, I know that, that you can't really participate in this, but let your, your hosts know that you would love to talk to someone about what it looks like to follow Jesus. And they can chat with you in a separate window and kind of walk you through that process. But for all of us, whether, whether we need to make that decision to follow Jesus for the first time or we need to kind of think about, am I truly on mission? During this next song, that's, that's what I want you to do. I'm gonna leave you with the same invitation that Jesus gave those guys on that morning. Come, follow me, and I will make you fishers of men. We're gonna sing, uh, nothing is better than Jesus. Nothing is better than in Jesus. Let's stand and let's pray together. God, thank you for seeing us and being willing to make us into something new, for giving us a chance to, to partner with you and to be on mission with you as you go out to seek and save that which is lost. I pray if there's anyone in this room who needs to make that, that first step towards following you, that they wouldn't hesitate that they would be overwhelmed by your spirit and just move toward you. And for those of us in this room who, who we say we follow you, help us to truly know if we are on mission with you. Convict us where we need convicted and move us toward change. Jesus, there is nothing better than you. Amen.